just a disconnected list of names, places, and topics. Far more. It is something new for Franken, and I would argue for literature. Here, Franken has taken a single stem cell, the English language, and grown from it a fully functional kidney, with which to purify the blood of the body politic. In the rarefied sphere of contemporary general audience nonfiction, few books live up to the promise offered by their title. Fewer still, their subtitle. But in The Truth With Jokes, the author lives up not only to his title and his subtitle, but most importantly, to the name that appears on the cover. Al Franken. Anonymous. New York, New York. August 13th, 2005. Book One. The Triumph of Evil. Chapter One, Election Day, November 2nd, 2004, 3.43 p.m. It was a cool, misty day in Boston, Massachusetts, and Team Radio Franken was riding high. And for good reason. We had just put on an excellent show, and we were about to take over the country. Exit polls leaked to us by our sources in the bowels of the liberal media indicated that John Forbes Carey, who you might recall was running for president of the United States on the Democratic ticket, was surging ahead of George W. Bush, who was about to become a one-term president like his loser father. Our hard work had paid off. In the preceding seven months, we had built an explosively popular radio network that, in our view at the moment, had fundamentally redefined American political discourse. In the 2000 election, the right-wing propaganda apparatus had succeeded in painting Al Gore as a serial exaggerator and a political opportunist. But in 2004, we were there to fight back, and fight back we had. For three hours a day, five days a week, the Al Franken show had counterattacked the Republican noise machine with truth and comedy doled out with unbridled ferocity and glee. We had delivered the facts, and we had delivered the funny. And now we were tasting the sweet fruit of our labors. In fact, the exit poll suggested we were so far ahead, some of us were privately wondering if we hadn't worked too hard in the preceding weeks and months. Perhaps we should have devoted more time to our families or hobbies. Some might describe our mood as smug. Others might call it giddy. Both would be correct. There was a smug giddiness in the room, so smug and giddy that, as we planned for our November 3rd broadcast, we didn't bother wasting even a minute sketching out a plan B, what to say if Bush won rather than carry. My staff was gathered around an oblong conference table in a back room at our hotel in Boston for our post-show meeting. Ideas for the next day's victory show were flying. Producer Ben Wickler thought I should start the show with an inspiring speech about not only what I and John Kerry had accomplished, but, but what the whole progressive movement had accomplished by working together. Executive producer Billy Kimball thought I should use the moment to deliver a few leftover gratuitous slams to the defeated and disgraced lame duck. Mostly, the staff wanted to spend the program crowing about our triumph and exulting in Bush's collapse. Punch drunk with anticipation of the coming Democratic ascendancy, we cobbled together an opening monologue. As you've probably heard, John Kerry was elected president yesterday. We'll get to that soon. But first, I, I want to pick up where I left off with the case against George W. Bush. Now, as I was saying yesterday, 
Nothing illustrates Bush's incompetence more than the looting of hundreds of tons of high-grade explosives from the Al-Kaka ammo dump. But it's not just the incompetence. It's the whole venality. The plan was that I would milk the conceit for a minute or so, and then Catherine would talk me out of it. Then I'd take the high road for a moment. This wasn't just a victory for John Kerry, I'd say. It was a victory for a movement. The young people of America have changed the course of history forever. Now's the time for healing and reconciliation, after four years of bitterness. And then we get into the good stuff, the gloating. We play We Are the Champions, and then play Bush's concession speech, and then play We Are the Champions again, this time singing along, and then play the concession speech with our snarky comments over it. You blew it! You had it in your hand, and you blew it! <laughs> hey, Carl Rove, Mr. Genius! You know, stuff like that.